Hello there and welcome to another Friday night for the 200th episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter as a part of this NYAG series, this project that I've been doing for the past, well, I, I started the project a lot longer before starting to upload, but that's a different video for a different day. Or maybe at some point it might just be an audio only exclusive podcast in this Friday night episode. I wanted to get into a subject that I haven't really dived into on this channel for what feels like a while. I mean, I've definitely talked about Italian dual citizenship and moving to Italy, but this video, I kind of do want to focus a little bit more on the group of people who are of Italian descent getting citizenship or already have their citizenship and moving to Italy, but a lot of the information will still be relevant to those people who aren't of Italian descent. There just might be a little thing here or a little thing there that you might have to change. And I was thinking, what a better time, especially with Italy winning the UEFA Cup. Had to add this scarf as a decoration just in commemoration. I mean, a lot of Italy stuff back there, which already a lot of you have actually sent me pictures of you wearing some of the shirts and stuff with some of the stuff I have on the posters back there. But anyway, the first thing that I want to do are some of the steps that I've done, or even if I haven't done them, the things that I would recommend for somebody to do. But then also, I do want to answer a question that I do commonly see. Because this first part, like the list of questions, I did recently actually put part of this uh, as, as a written response to a post in a dual citizenship group on Facebook, but it's something that I know I hear a lot and that I get a lot of emails and private messages about, so I thought it was about time to just get recording this. And First, I just do want to get into a question that does come up a lot uh, for any expat thinking about moving to any part of the world, not just specifically Italy. But I'm going to answer this at the end of the episode just because I think the video will help to create some context for the overall answer. But from Kaylee F on Instagram, hi there, Raphael. I've been desperately trying to find an answer to this question online, but I can't find a straightforward one. Is $21,000, I'm going to just assume US dollars here just to make things simple, uh, is $21,000 enough to move to Italy for one person? You have no idea how much I'd appreciate if you could take the time to answer. I understand you're busy, but I am desperate and I very much understand why this question would come up. And it's very understandable that this person hasn't found a straightforward answer because at the end of the day, there really isn't a straightforward answer. First, let's talk about everything else that I personally think is necessary to do when moving to Italy. So the first thing, no matter what you do, Get your Codice Fiscale, your Italian fiscal code. I do have a video about this in going into a bit more depth that you can find. You can do this either through an Italian consulate or in Italy. If you come to Italy, it's something that you can just do right on the spot. However, with the COVID rules, you may have to book an appointment ahead of time. It's all going to depend on where you are and what the rules are specifically for that situation. So one way or the other, you do want to make sure you have that tax code because that will help you get through so many of the steps once you are here in the country, especially if you can arrive already with it because you'll need it for a bank account, for getting home, apartment, renting, buying, whatever it is that you're deciding to do. It is very, very important. And so that takes me to the next step is to make sure that you have that place that you will call home, at least temporarily. If you're an Italian citizen already, you would probably be able to go as far as renting an apartment and actually just 
get started with that and not have to have some of the other concerns that another person might have who's maybe trying to get citizenship. To get citizenship uh, by a descent in Italy, you do need an apartment also. But if you are already a citizen, that is definitely a little bit simpler, not necessarily because of the renting process itself or the purchasing process itself, but because potentially some of the social aspects to renting apartment here in Italy. There are some landlords, like I've mentioned, that don't necessarily want to rent to somebody who's never lived in Italy before. Some people just don't want to rent to someone who's not an Italian citizen. It all depends and can be very much up in the air, but it's not to say that you can't get an apartment here. But one of the tricky things for renting an apartment here in Italy or buying an apartment is how are you going to pay for it? How are you going to pay for the monthly rent and so on? To pay in cash is something that, as far as I'm aware, may not actually be legal to do um, and could cause some taxation issues and so on. And so what I would recommend is that you either get a bank account here or you get something like Wise.com, formerly TransferWise. They have their borderless account. And to transfer from uh, from either your TransferWise account or your foreign bank account through TransferWise to your Italian landlord or to get a bank account here, put the money in there, and then transfer it. To get a bank account, though, in Italy without an address first might present some complications, and there, you'll find a lot of banks that might try to make you jump through some hoops. Anyway, for American citizens, there is some extra paperwork that you have to sign, and for a lot of people, to open up a bank account is not always a one-visit stop. So, Sometimes it can be, but it just depends on where you are. I know I've had situations opening up an account where I had to go three or four times. I had another situation where all I had to do was just go one time, but then they called me a bunch of times after that. But if you do start out with WISE, then you can start making those transfers via a wire transfer. But if you do sign up for a WISE account, then you can make those transfers quite easily. This video is not sponsored by TransferWISE, aka WISE. This is just a personal recommendation uh, that I think is worthwhile considering. Uh, if you do want to help support what I'm doing here, you can go and I do have a referral link down in the more info section below here on YouTube. For the audio only podcast, feel free to message me on Instagram. I'll be more than happy to send that referral link. But I'm not mentioning this because of that at all. I only will go as far as mentioning something if I think it is worthwhile to consider. And even with uh, Unicredit, for example, for someone who's coming to Italy for the first time, that might be a bank that might be worth considering. I'm not saying that I use it personally, but I think because they have a lot of locations around the country and if you sign up online, sometimes they have deals where you don't have to pay the monthly fee or you get free um, bank transfer fees. There's benefits to it. And also their mobile app is available in English or at least sometimes broken English, but definitely worth considering. But then the next thing, once you have that place taken care of, where you will be residing. This is something that, again, is a little bit more specific to Italian citizens, and that could be people who are born here or people who've gotten their citizenship by descent. If you're applying for citizenship, some of these, uh, again, will be a little bit out of order, or if you're not an Italian citizen, there will be some differences. But the next thing is to register with the municipal offices, to register with the town hall. The idea of where your residency here in Italy is a very different concept than what is in the United States. Here, it is based on where you are registered. After that registration, you will get a piece of paper. And with that piece of paper, you can then go to the next step and register for the Italian healthcare services. 
every place in Italy will have something called the Azienda Sanitaria Locale, the local health authority services, however you want to translate that. Uh, and that you will take your registration paper from the municipality and take that there and then register. But that doesn't mean you're actually officially a resident. So the next step is to sit around and wait, hurry up and wait for a check from the police. And that could actually, in fact, be somebody who comes on behalf of the police from the municipal office. I have seen that before. Or more normally, more commonly, it is somebody from the police that will come into your home. Generally speaking, they will just want to chat with you to make sure you are living where you say you are living. And this is partially due to uh, that based on your residence, there may be certain tax incentives uh, or benefits to being a resident of that place and then having uh, your your domicile, your registered domicile somewhere else where you wouldn't get that or you have multiple homes and your first home, your taxes and your and your bills will be lower. But in the second, third, fourth home, if you are at that point in your life where that is a possibility, then those will have a higher price that comes along with that. But then the next step, once you've had your residency check, wait at least a few days, maybe double check with the police officer that comes. And the other thing is that you should be expecting that they might not just want to just only talk to you. They might want to look around the apartment. They might want to look in the bedroom, see if there's sheets on the bed, clothes in the closet, and so on to see if the person actually is living there, to see if it looks like a place where people are, not just like some empty apartment they happen to be hanging out there. You may not even ever have them come further than maybe your living room or your kitchen table, wherever it is that they can just sit down, write some notes, and confirm that the information is correct. But then the next step for a person of Italian descent who got their Italian citizenship citizenship before moving to Italy will be to wait a few days, maybe a week after that residency check. You can ask the police officer when they think that this will all get registered and when this will all be done. Could be as soon as the next day. It could be a few days. It could be a week that you have to wait until you're registered in the municipal system. Once you are registered in the town hall, and if you don't have your identity card yet, your Italian identity card, then you can go and request that. Now with COVID, it may be that you might have to make an appointment ahead of time, especially with the new uh, electronic identity card. And that will be something that will take a little bit to get processed before it's received back here. Uh, it used to be with the paper identity cards that they would just print it out on the spot. Like with my identity card, that was the situation. I got it right there. Five minutes, maybe. <laughs> that was about it. Maybe even just 10 minutes maximum. But once you have your home set up, once you have the checks, your residency, your ID, everything is good to go. But if you are going to be living and working in Italy, it is also very important to understand, especially if you're a dual citizen uh, or if you're an American citizen, even without dual citizenship. But if you are an American who is living in Italy in any way, shape or form, regardless of your status in Italy, that you're legally here. It is very important to be very aware of what tax implications may apply to you and what your situation could be, especially if you are a freelancer, uh, but if you are working first for a company and you are an employee, that is also worthwhile being aware. So especially if you're not a native Italian speaker, it is possible to find an English speaking uh, accountant here in Italy. Uh, there are quite a few of them. 
I am not going to make any recommendations in this video because as time goes on, like these videos, they do age. I have seen that it's better that I don't make a specific recommendation because unfortunately there have been people that in the past, maybe I thought they were worthwhile even talking to, but now after seeing some, hearing some stories about them, I prefer to make a recommendation personally in private just because I could say in this moment, I might be able to say it could be worth looking into this person because there are a lot of people around the country, even some very popular choices and some of the top recommended people here that I think are the worst choices to even start considering. There is one English speaker in the north of Italy. I'm not going to say this person's name. I'm not going to say the sex, whatever. But there is one in particular that I have seen being recommended uh, by certain individuals that seem to have a friendly relationship or maybe a business relationship. But based on my personal experience and everybody who I've ever spoken to who's spoken with that individual, the person just disappears. They don't do anything. They don't respond to messages, nothing. So for me, I would say you can't work with somebody like that. You need somebody who not only speaks English, but is responsive and responsible. And not only that, but with a good track record. And when speaking to an American CPA, it's also very much important to speak to someone who understands the situation for an American living abroad. And the, the, there are some, some very specific points that are different for an American living abroad than an American living in the United States. And to have someone that you might be dealing with that doesn't know what those are, that could mess things up, unfortunately. So be very aware and to see if that person is. Unfortunately, the problem is that for a lot of the people who are familiar with the expat situation and Americans living abroad, they charge a lot more uh, for their services. They charge a premium, which is ridiculous in many cases and overpriced in almost all cases, sadly speaking. There's a couple that seem to be okay. And I've mentioned this in videos before. I've been looking for years for one company that can deal with everything, and I have not found one that I personally say that I could trust. And also, if you are going to be a freelancer and uh, living here in Italy and needing to open up a tax file here, it's great to have somebody who can help you with that and find out what code for the taxation and where you fit in and what you're doing to help you get the best uh, situation for yourself that's legal and possible for you so that you end up spending the right amount on your taxes and also uh, the Italian social security. Anyway, this is how I personally did things and I wanna get back to the question that I uh, read at the beginning of this episode because I think with all of this, it helps to give a little context that you need enough to be able to have your apartment to live for a little while and if you're coming to Italy, you also have to consider how, what's your situation? What are things going to look like for you? Are you going to have a job? Are you coming here because of a job? Are you coming here to study? What, does, what do your studies cost? And how long do you have between the time that you arrive and the time that you start working and actually earning an income? And with some places, especially for English teachers, I have heard of situations where they maybe haven't been paid for a few months, especially the first few months. So you want to make sure that you have enough to get by for a while. And so just to directly respond to Kaylee here, at the, in your message, you said $21,000. I can say I moved to Italy with significantly less than that. Yes, I did struggle when I came here. And I'm still going to say it's, it's, it's difficult to, to get things moving. And I'm still trying to get comfortable. But for the time being, I came here with the understanding that, yeah, 
coming with so little money, it's going to be an adjustment. And anytime you move abroad, especially without a job, there's going to be a major adjustment socially and financially. You're going to have your different life and you're also going to have your different money. So for some people, 21000 could be amazing. And there are people here in this country that do earn that amount, if not less, per year. So that could be fine. But you also have to consider that there are sometimes situations where an Italian landlord might want for a non, uh, a person who hasn't lived in Italy, I'm not going to say non-Italian because sometimes even for Italian citizens who haven't ever lived in Italy before, they might want six months or 12 months up front. So that will be something that will definitely eat into that budget. And speaking of eating, you will also need to be able to eat and add up these amounts. So that's why I would say that it's not surprising you haven't found a straightforward answer if 21000 is enough. Because what you need to do is take into account, and there are websites online where you can find the average cost of living and certain costs such as uh, meat, vegetables, a a bottle of cola, and, and so on. And so it's worthwhile to have that in mind and where you're living now to, to take account and to take tally of what it is that you consume in a month, what it is that you do in a month. Do you want to go out to shows? Do you want to just stay home and enjoy internet? How much does internet cost here? Okay, so with internet specifically, we can just say that's like if you find a deal, like a lot of the offers that you might be able to find could be between, say, really dirt cheap if you're really, really lucky, maybe sometimes 19 euros, 1995 maybe, but then I wouldn't say much more than 30. If you're paying more than 30 euros a month, you're getting taken for a ride, at least for home internet. So that's just the thing to consider. Phone charges. Phone in Italy is very cheap. That could be anywhere, say, from $5.99 a month to $30, depending on what company and what type of services. Again, I, this is another subject I have a video on. I, I think very recently did a video about Italian cell phone services uh, that are a little bit more updated than the one that I did a few years ago and what I would uh, recommend. And of course, I will put the link to that up in the corner of the video on YouTube. If you can't find it uh, through the audio only podcast, feel free again to message me through Instagram. But once you can add up what it is that your cost of living is, plus what your plans are for school, how much does that cost? Or do you need to be able to be here for X amount of time without working? These are all things that you need to take into account to find out what it is that you might need to have. Once you find out what that number is, if you are in the position to do it, I would say try to double that or triple that because nothing ever goes to plan, especially not in Italy. But again, I moved here with far less and I did struggle, but I am still alive to tell the tale. So anyway, I hope that this video was helpful and that you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining me for all of these 200 episodes of the Not Your Average Globetrotter Project. Thank you so much for being a part of it, for supporting it, especially so. thank you so, so very much to the patrons who make content like this possible. Thank you all truly from the bottom of my heart for being a part of this and helping me to be able to create content like this on a regular basis. And those of you who've also purchased uh, shirts, mugs, onesies, more, and posters like you see behind me with uh, That's It, I'm Moving to Italy, Pizza, Pasta, More, Italy, Nuff Said, and so much more. And also, thank you so very much to those of you who've made one-time donations through RafaelDeFuria.com support, through PayPal, 
thank you all so very much. It truly does make such a difference in my ability to move forward with this. And it has been such a pleasure to meet so many of you over these years. Uh, even just recently, uh, the night of the the soccer match here that Italy won. And there was actually uh, two individuals who came up to me and said, hey, are you Raphael? And it was so great. We ended up deciding to go out another evening and the place where we were meeting, there was someone else who was sitting at that place and with their father and he was like, hey, Raphael, is it you? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's been such a treat to get to meet those of you. Just Just random chances or even if we've talked ahead of time and planned to meet up, whatever it is, Man, it has been quite the trip. I mean, and it's not only 200 videos that are on this YouTube channel. There have been some other little videos, especially when I first started uploading this Not Your Average Globetrotter project. Uh, there was another series that I was doing with someone who I was friendly with at the time. And even for myself, with just throughout time, how this has all developed. And uh, now the audio only podcast as well. And some of the audio exclusive episodes. So thank you all so very much. It has been a wild ride. I wouldn't have it any other way. So here's looking forward to more episodes. Thank you all so much for joining me on another Friday night. Of course, I am Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll see you all next time. Later. Mm -hmm.